Welcome to the Client Experience Collaborative Podcast. This collaborative combines Client Savvy's deep industry knowledge of CX and professional services firms and 16 years of client feedback gathering and analysis with CX Pilot's two decades of embedding CX into unique business-to-business cultures. This bi-weekly podcast is for firm executives and CX leaders looking for tips, secrets, ideas, and resources from two of the CX industry's most innovative pioneers. To access this community and stay informed, go to clientexperience.com and join the mailing list today. And now, here's our host, Blake Godwin. Hello and welcome to the Client Experience Collaborative Podcast. Got a pretty special episode for everyone today. Uh, our, our partner in crime, Ryan Sadam, is not with us. I uh, hope he's out enjoying a great vacation. We've got Stephen Keith, founder of CX Pilots, and our marketing manager and business development manager, Elena Bombardier. How are you both doing today? Good. How are you, Blake? Doing very well. Stephen? Do, doing fantastic. That's good to hear. Thanks, thanks for letting me keep coming back to these. <laughs> not a uh, not a problem. As as a uh, as a as a founding partner on this podcast, I think I'll have you back uh, as often as I potentially can. And the nerve of that clown for taking a vacation. Yeah, that's just what he does. He uh, he certainly vacations a lot a lot more often than he works. So I'm <laughs> throw that out there, uh, Mister. I, I call him Mister Empty Calendar. I don't know how he does it. Um, so I. We've been getting a lot of questions at Client Savvy recently. Um, I I think, Stephen, you probably experience a lot of this as well. People want to know, you know, how do I tell potential clients about CX before they've had a chance to experience? And, And I think even more importantly, should you introduce CX to potential clients, uh, before they've had a chance to try it. So, you know, I'd love to address that today and see if we can't give some great detail for our listeners out there, our our professional services leaders who are thinking about embarking or who have embarked on a CX program, you know, how do you go about doing this? So let's start with this. When and should you introduce your CX focus to new prospects? Stephen, I'd love to start with you. Well, I'm I'm of the... um... I, I know we all love the it depends answers, um, but I, I'm all in favor of um, what you said uh, a while back, Blake. Um, uh, you, you said, do you, are you the pizza shop that says I'm going to deliver it within the hour and you show up in 30 minutes? Or do you say I'm the pizza shop that delivers in 30 minutes and you show up in an hour? Um, which I love. I think that paints the perfect picture. I'm always of the mind that you should solidify certain foundational aspects of your CX before you start to introduce it to your, to your customers uh, or, or your clients. It can, it can show up as noise um, if, it's, if, if, if it's not solidified or it's not, you know, a, a part of your overall, you know, your, your client onboarding or, you know, your marketing efforts. It can, it can confuse people. Um, so I, in a nutshell, I'm all about getting to the point where they're experiencing your CX management program as opposed to their hearing about it. Right. I think that brings a, another point up, right? And 
let's talk about what CX management is. CX management is, is a holistic approach with a lot of initiatives, with a lot of pilots that's running inside of this management program. And it's really a, a firm's operational discipline, right? So then that begs the question, you know, do you introduce CX or, or can you tailor that back a little bit and introduce a sector or section or piece of CX that is a part of the big picture of CX like client feedback or like setting up interviews prior to an engagement to let the client define success, right? Where you can sit down and say, listen, we have a focus on client centricity and client experience. We're holding this meeting to see how you define success. We want to know how you want to be communicated. Is it text? Is it email? Is it phone? We want to know how often you want to be communicated with. If you're a project manager, you know, how often do you want to see me on the job site? You know, if you email me on a Friday at four o'clock, do you expect to hear from me that day or is Monday okay? And then in the same respect, you know, we have a bunch of clients, which, which I find is really interesting during their business development process. And these are just for the clients who are, are just leveraging a feedback platform. They go into a client, Stephen, or a potential client, and they sit down and they, they talk about why they're different. And they talk about how they provide successful projects or matters time after time. And what they say is, well, we ensure alignment, we ensure success by leveraging a client feedback, closed feedback platform that will allow us to check in during incremental milestones of our engagement to make sure that we're meeting your expectations. And I think for a lot of clients that are out there, if we have any clients that are listening to this and not professional services firms, that's got to sound different. It's got to feel different. And I think that's a really simplistic way and really not that big of an effort to implement into a firm that will make you look different, feel different, and feel more like a client-centric firm than others out there who are using, you know, 100-year-old business development methodologies. Yeah, to put, put yourself in, in your client's shoes. I mean, if you... If you said, hey, we have a closed loop feedback system, um, part of this, you know, successful partnership is going to be uh, us reaching out to you and, and gathering your feedback. Um, what would you, what would you feel like their response or expectation would be from that? Right. Well, I mean, I think their expectation would clearly be, you know, if, if, if I provide you feedback, then you better do something with it. Exactly. Right. And if, you're, and if the perception is that, okay, you told me six months ago that you have this thing. I haven't, I haven't personally been touched by this thing. Like, what was that all about? Like, are you, are you reaching out to anybody? You, know, you just have to be really careful about how you, how you announce that stuff. Sure. Um, sure. And, and, you know, and we're only talking about feedback, which, you know, feedback's like one finger on the hand of, CX, if, if you, you know, if you have a, you know, if you're doing value planning or you know, doing, you know, trying to establish, or you're, you're inviting clients into a, a, you know, a journey mapping session or anything like that. Um, does it need to be like a super formal announcement or is it just something that you say, Hey, we're doing this thing. We value your input. Would you like to participate? Right. Right really informal approaches oftentimes can work just as well. Yeah, and I would agree. I think, uh, Stephen, kind of going back to your point, I think 
really depends on what phase you're at in your kind of CX approach, whether you're just starting, whether you've been doing it for years. Um, and to me, I think experience, because of what it is, is something that you really should show more than tell. And I think kind of like to your point, the tools and the pieces of it, like the feedback is something that you obviously would need to tell your clients about and let them know about. So I really think they can work hand in hand. Um, and you don't necessarily have to start off with saying, hey, you know, we provide you a great client experience. That should be something that they will see throughout their interactions. A absolutely. Um, wow. Couldn't be better put, right? Something you should experience, not, not tell people about. So for all you listeners, the, the bottom line here is, yes, it depends, but basically don't overpromise and underdeliver, uh, which I think is, is very easy to do when you're talking about formalized client experience management. Let's shift the needle here a little bit, folks. You know, how about your current clients? How do you how do you introduce current clients that you've been working with that you're now going to be moving in the direction and, and starting a new initiative by the name of CX? So um, we're going through this right now, um, and what we what we did was to come up with a comprehensive strategy for how you communicate this to your, to your clients. And essentially the, the strategy, it takes a segmented approach to it. It, it was, it was our counsel to the, to our client um, that you should not send out a blanket statement to every single one of your clients. Like you should have, Amen. But, you know, we, we, advocated that you probably need to select like one segment and then communicate how you're going to be doing CX and, and, and really be clear about how that's going to impact the client and the relationship. And, you know, and so what came out of that is a whole bunch of considerations that could have just as easily flown under the radar, but that had dramatic impacts for internal employees. So, um, it's easy, you know, we've seen it go both ways. We've seen, we've seen firms like do a blanket announcement to, you know, their entire client list that says, Hey, we're doing this. Um, you know, we're going to, we're really going to amp up the, the experience. It was ill-planned, um, no strategy, big whoops, total disaster. And the, but the, the, the disaster was more internal because basically the frontline, you know, the project managers, account owners, all, all these folks were like having this crisis moment where like, you didn't even talk to us about this. Like, what does it mean? Like I, we're getting questions from our direct client contacts and they don't have any idea uh, what they should say. So you gotta be really careful about how you do this. Uh, I think if, if you just start out with like a small segment, like pick 10% of your clients and, and, and try something very simple uh, and, and see how that goes, but make sure that you're pointing 80% of that energy internally to the people who actually have to deal with um, how that information hits the client, like the project managers, account managers, leadership, et cetera. And then the other 20%, you should focus on like, how do you actually communicate it to the clients? So it's a typical iceberg sure. metaphor. 
Yeah, and I think I would just build on that, Stephen, a little bit. Um, start small, especially depending on where you're at. Again, I think that's always where you have to start is just take a really clear look at where you're at, what you're doing with your clients, um, and start as small as you need to. Be realistic. Um, I think number two would make sure that everyone's expectations and um, everyone is on the same page internally. Make sure it's extremely clear internally before you push it out externally. Um, so I think those would be kind of my two thoughts on that. Um, and yeah, just really making sure everyone's on the same page before you, you start communicating out with clients, um, kind of like your example. That's, it's never good when something comes back from a client and, you know, someone on leader in leadership does not know what's going on. Um, so, yeah. And that's a, that's a whole nother podcast in itself, right? Getting everybody to be rowing in the same direction when you're a professional services firm who is starting a new CX initiative. Uh, I, I haven't met a firm yet that decided that they were going to do this and didn't hit some roadblocks along the way. But of course, down the road, they, they became much more successful, saw much better business outcomes, saw an easier work day, saw an easier work-life balance, and, and certainly, again, just better outcomes. I'd like to take a little bit more of a targeted approach if, if I was implementing a new CX strategy into my firm. I would probably pull back and start bucketing my clients, right? You've got your, let's just call them class A clients. This is where you're doing 90%, 95% or, or all of the share of wallet for that specific client, right? You're doing all the work that you can potentially do. So clearly they're enjoying working with you and, and your CX strategy or your CX focus and communication plan should not really involve those folks just yet. But I would target a percentage of your revenue that has the largest growth opportunity who they're also working with three or four competing firms, sharing the share of wallet and really use this opportunity and this communication as a chance of differentiation or as a mode of differentiation and let that work for you to deepen the relationships, deepen the loyalty, and then build your success stories out that you can then communicate to the rest of your clients. Because Stephen, wouldn't you agree if, if you do this blanket approach, right? You do this blanket approach, you communicate to all of your clients. I guarantee you everyone out there listening and no matter what type of professional services firm you are, you have some clients that do not give a damn about CX as an operational discipline. They don't care, they want the Walmart, they want the cheap, and they're probably not your ideal client to begin with. Yeah, totally agree. I wanna, I wanna tell, a, 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 I, I don't wanna go too far afield with the tangent, but um, did you finish your point? Yes. Okay, um, keeping it loose. I wanna tell a, a really kind of shocking story. Uh, it was shocking to me. Um, but we just started working with um, a, uh, a firm and uh, I guess we're probably three or four months into the project at this point. And they were announcing uh, a, um, a feedback initiative and they had this really super industrial strength feedback tool um, that they were using and that they didn't really understand very well. Um, and so they had an internal meeting and in, in, in the meeting, um, they, some people pressed our contact and said, you know, they were asking like, uh, so what exactly is CX? And so 
the, long story short, I was not in the room, but long story short, um, this woman had no answer. Like she didn't know, she didn't know how to explain what the, you know, what the, the nucleus of this effort was about. And so I get an email saying, you know, I just got asked essentially what, you know, what is CX? And I couldn't even, like, I just froze. That is a true story. And that cannot happen. If you're, if, if you are at the point where you're introducing this stuff, like it's, it may seem like extraordinarily simple and remedial, but you really have to nail down what your, what your unique point of view on CX is before you even start doing this stuff. And you have sure. to have, you have to have it down. Well, you have to know, you have to know how to communicate it. You have to know like, what's the purpose because someone in your firm is going to, is going to walk up to you and say, so what is this exactly? And you're right. going to, you're either going to be prepared and you're going to, you're going to nail it. And you're going to say, this is exactly what it is. This is exactly what it's going to look like. This is how it impacts you. This is you know why we're doing it. This is the purpose. This is how it aligns to our corporate strategy. This is, you know, either have that or you don't. If you don't, you're going to be in a world of trouble eventually. Yeah. And not only being on the same page with a definition, but I think understanding the why you got to know the why you're doing this. Right. And, and you need to be able to explain that to clients. You need to be able to explain that to internal clients because the why is what everybody cares about. Yeah. Right? It's, exactly. the gold, it's the golden circle rule. Yeah. So when you're, when you're announcing this, you know, part of it is also you, you have to make sure if you have, you know, this just back to that story, the, the there were 290 frontline employees that weren't prepared to answer that question. So when their client said, okay, so you guys are, I got this email from you guys. Um, someone at your um, company said that you were doing this kind of CX thing. And I, you know, I just got to tell you, I'm not exactly sure what it, it sounds like it might be feedback. Like you guys can ask us feedback, but what, what is it you guys are doing? Um, having a consistent answer across all different frontline employees is absolutely critical. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that comes down to really just having a, a great communication plan and really overall uh, operational plan before you even begin the initiative, before it even goes out to external. Um, and I know that's something that, that we help clients with all the time is just having that clear communication plan that's really custom to them and what clients they're speaking to. That's so important. Um, you know, even if it was segmented and only certain groups of clients were, getting, were beginning the initiative, um, you know, I really... I think personally, the whole firm should be be educated and aware it's going on, even though in those other segments, if they don't touch them, because you never know who you might come into contact with who may be asking about it. Very true. Very Maybe true. for a good reason, you know, it could be because they love it, but you still should be able to speak to it in some way or know who to refer, um, you know, for more information. Right. Yep. And Stephen, you brought up feedback. I, I do believe that that feedback is a great way to introduce uh, a CX initiative to your clients, right? And again, communication, we're, we're beginning a feedback loop. This is why we're doing it. We're doing it to make your life easier, safer, better. We're doing it to improve operational excellence on every project or matter that we do with you, engagement that we do with you. I, I think that's a, a great area to be able to introduce CX initiatives. Yeah, I agree.
So, um, you know, are there any best practices or, or steps, Stephen, that, that you would suggest to, to make a new CX initiative successful and, and for both potential clients and existing clients as far as being able to communicate it to them before they've experienced it? Well, uh, I keep, I keep harkening back to like, make sure your internal house is in order before you, before you do that. Um, Blake, you and I have both worked with a very successful, um, firm in the Midwest and before they, um, you'll recall before they did any type of, of externalization of this message about their client centricity or the, the efforts to, to get there, they, they came up with a, or we, we came up together with a CX charter. Yep. So best practices is, you know, definitely a CX charter, like make sure that you have, that you've written and published an internal, um, it could be a manifesto, it could be a charter, it could be, you know, a, a glorified booklet, it can be a, you know, a memo, uh, whatever, but it basically, it, it lays out all that stuff. So everybody has a, a clear understanding of, of what the initiative is and how it's working how we're going to measure it, how it impacts your role, et cetera. Then, you know, wait at least a month before you begin to execute on your external communications plan for this so that everybody has an opportunity to start, um, you know, make sure that everybody fully understands what this is and they have an, an opportunity to like find their best way to communicate it out to their clients. In that month, you could have some of your people informally reach out to um, their clients and just say, hey, you're going to get an email. Um, it's going to be this, uh, and you know, this is what we're trying to do. This is our goal. This is how you're important to our goal and so on. And, and then let, let some of that happen sort of organically. So that's something that we've found tremendous amount of success with. Yeah, I think that that month that you're mentioning in between the internal communication uh, and the external communication, I, I found that to be really important for, for multiple reasons. Your staff are going to have a lot of questions and, and you want to make sure everybody's comfortable. And, you know, Elena made uh, a comment about this and you made a comment about this, about everybody kind of rowing in the same direction, right? When this internal communication goes out and nobody's been a part of the conversation that you're going to start this new client experience initiative, a lot of folks inside of a firm are going to feel like it's one more thing. What is this? What does it mean? Why me type of thing? And that entire month, I think, is needed to make sure that everybody's good and comfortable when this thing starts because client experience starts with your staff wanting to be client-centric. Yeah. The other, yeah, the other point I want to make is, um, and I keep, you know, another client that you, that um, Client Savvy and CX Pilots is working on together with, um, you know, they, they were starting to uh, figure out how, you know, how is this, how is this going to get communicated? And they wanted to include their, their own CX vision into this thing. Well, the problem was the CX vision that they had come up with was not, 
you know, th- there was no real consensus. Not only was there no consensus on the vision of what this thing was, but it sounded like BS to a lot of people. Do you, you know who I'm talking about? I absolutely do. Well, so, um, so now the scenario is this is a, this is a really big firm. It's, you know, thousands and thousands of employees all over the world. Yep. We're talking about, um, you know, how, how, how we're going to be communicating this initiative. Uh, where th- their vision is a, you know, is a, is a constant thread through all communications. However, 80% of the people who, who read like the part of the thing were thought they were so skeptical that it, it felt like the, the communication of the CX initiative as it was going to hit the client was dead on arrival. Right. Right. So, you know, if you if you are, again, if you, you know, if you, if you are talking about externalizing your CX um, aspirations or, you know, your, your program um, and you have people inside of your organization that you feel aren't on board with it, guess what's going to happen? They're going to downplay and even, you know, they're going to shrug and they're going to like roll their eyes right. as they're talking about it. And they're going to, they're going to sort of decommission the initiative. And here's how it sounds. Hey, uh, Gary, oh, you're not going to believe this. I'm being forced to, you know, do this thing. I personally don't believe in it. I'm so sorry to waste your time with it. I know it's a burden, but if you could just help me out here and just, you know, fill out this thing. Um, again, I'm really sorry. We hear, we, we actually, I mean, you're laughing, but we hear this. All, I, I'm laughing. I'm all laughing the time. I know it's true. I'm laughing because I know it's true. And that client, Gary, guess what Gary hears from that? Gary hears like, wow. You, so you, so you right. really don't, so not only you're not ro- all you know, rowing in this right direction, like you, you actually really don't care. So why should he care? <laughs> and why, exactly. Like, and the, so, you know, by extension, like this sounds like a, this sounds like a shitty initiative. I guess, you know, let, right. let's just scrap it then. Right. And I think that ties back to the initial why that we kind of talked about is just really knowing why, why are you doing it as a firm and having some tie into the mission, vision, you know, values, whatever it would be for, for your specific firm. And also making sure your employees understand why they should care. How is it going to make their lives easier if they can make their clients lives easier? Um, so I think that all is something that really has to be d- driven down and, um, you know, uh, kind of figured in before you can even get to a point where you're, where you're pushing it out. Yeah, we actually role played. Um, I totally agree with you, Elena. I, here's another best practice. Like we role played with our, with one of our clients and we, you know, at CX pilots, we're, you know, a couple CX pilots, team members were saying, okay, this is how, this is how you would like informally communicate something like this to your client. And we did it. And then we had other people, you know, role play, like how would you do it to your number one client? And how would, and then we sort of went around the room and, you know, gave everybody like three or four minutes to say, how would a phone call go if you're, if you're introducing CX or introducing components of CX or introducing a new way of measuring or introducing a new metric or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It was so helpful. I mean, people had, you know, 
laughs and stuff. But at the end, you, you know, all, the entire staff had 20 different versions from which they could workshop and like pick and choose the way that they wanted to communicate it. And then everybody got 10 times more comfortable with it. Not only that, but we got more people involved and engaged in what we're doing. And we were able to spot skepticism and, and nip it in the bud. So that's a really good way to, to approach that. Yeah, you're, you were telling your story, the, uh, the Hey Gary story. And it, uh, it reminded me a lot. And I know you've heard this, right, at, at our annual conference of CXPS, where leaders that are there will say, yeah, you know, my, my staff keeps thinking it's the new flavor of the month, right? It's the new, it's the new thing. It's my new idea. It's my new harebrained idea for the month. And I, and I think that really resonates with why you got to get your house in order first. Um, we've, we've talked about this in past episodes. You can start a CX program. And if you're the pizza shop that says, I'll be there in 30 minutes and show up in an hour, you can actually create some negative outcomes for your firm. And once you create some negative outcomes for your firm, if you're like a lot of the professional services firms out there, you're very likely to revert back to your old ways. And yet again, will have delivered your flavor of the month. And that will make adoption for your CX program or any effort that you put towards it in the future be that much harder to implement because you'll have that historical value of, well, it didn't work last time. Why is it going to work this time? And then you have the Hey Gary story again. Yeah. And it plays over and over again. Plays over and over again. So Stephen, um, kind of last question for you. We've got some best practices I'm sure our listeners want to know, are there any tools out there that can help firms with best practices? Are there any tools that can help firms with, um, I'm sorry. Uh, well, can you be for any of the best practices, uh, you know, getting your house in order, uh, all the steps that you said, the internal communications plans, are there any tools, are there any resources that firms can look towards, utilize, leverage to implement best practices and go through this process as seamless and as successful as possible? Yeah, there are really great tools. The, the problem is um, most of our clients are enterprise clients. Like they're, they're larger organizations that have, you know, everything's locked down tight. So trying to introduce um, what you and I use together, like Slack is not an option. You have to use you have to use an existing tool set. So you have to, you have to use SharePoint and, and things like that. So um, I'm going to flip your question around. Uh, w- w- within the means that you have, um, a best practice for communicating this stuff is to create a CX uh, program area of your intranet, if you have it, where you can house all this stuff you can house schedules, strategies, documents, roadmaps, you know, all kinds of things. We, we do it, you know, with some of our larger clients, we, we have entire sections for scripts, you know, for if you're on the phone and you want to talk about this, if you're a leader and you know that you need to speak about CX, like you can go into that area of your internet, pull down this, you know, the CX pilots script for, you know, aligning purpose, strategy and, and corporate objectives or, you know, whatever. But to, to me, it's like, it's the, the best, best practice that you can possibly have is knowledge based the crap out of this stuff. Like keep, keep everything centralized 
I know a lot of people are really scared of the concept of a center of excellence. Sounds really big and daunting and scary, but uh, we, we know of centers of excellence of one, you know, one, one person who basically centralizes all these assets um, and knowledge articles and all kinds of stuff in, into one area. Yeah. And, you know, that's also just a great way to keep everything front of mind. It, it's a good way to help build the culture, you know, that centralized repository of, of CX related discussions, topics, documents, roadmaps, schedules, milestones, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, well, I, I want to thank everybody for being on the call. Elena, uh, it was a real pleasure having you on this podcast. I, I certainly want to have you back sometime soon to talk about you know, how do you leverage CX or implement CX in some of the beginning processes like your website uh, proposals, things that are on the marketing side of the house? Um, so I, I look forward to having you back there. Stephen, I certainly look forward to having you back again, as I always do. It'll be great having Ryan back in our next episode as well. And I do want to close out by saying, uh, though you heard that a lot of our clients are enterprise clients, our most progressive professional services mutual client between CX Pilots and Client Savvy is 40 people out of Iowa City. So um, you don't have to be big to do this. Um, you just have to do this to be big. So thanks for joining us. Please submit all of your questions to clientexperience.com. You can access us on any of your favorite podcast apps and submit your questions there as well. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Client Experience Collaborative Podcast. Please tell your friends and colleagues to subscribe on their favorite podcast app and visit us at clientexperience.com. Please also send us your feedback and questions for the next episode on our website. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode.